Oh, yeah. You were recording, weren't you, Ryan? You bet. Good man. We're going to have a problem on the next set of uh, of our uh, burp and fart clips. Uh, we already have we already have too many. Uh, <laughs> we never have too many. <laughs> it's already this the, this next round is already as long as the previous one. <laughs> What's your fucking point, man? <laughs> oh god! Extended edition. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm dying, so don't worry about me. Don't worry, I'm not. Yeah. Today was my eighth day in a row at work, and I got three more to go. So I'm gonna die. Woo! Which which cat was that? Was uh, the, oh no, that was mine. She oh. gets excited, and so she meows at me until I pet her. Mm. She's got Siamese in her, so. Yep, it'll happen. I've got every dog in this room right now. I had to lock <laughs> the little one up in his fucking cage. Aww. He was being a dipshit. He was eating gloves and then eating my hat <laughs> and then eating whatever he could get his fucking stupid mitts on. Only my clothes, though. Might have to shut the, shut the door on this. This can't be real. Sour Patch Kids cereal. Sour Patch Watermelon Kid Cereal, or just Sour Patch Kid Cereal? Uh, just not just the regular kids. Good. I, I don't eat regular Sour Patch Kids. I'm a strictly a watermelon man. It'll be debuting in Walmart stores the day after Christmas. I'm not surprised. Post describes a cereal as glazed with a sour coating. picture Sour <laughs> milk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way they describe it, a sour coating. That just I mean, sounds like... Does it have a salty tang, do you know? <laughs> that, that's what Sour Patch Kids are. They're just they're gummies, and they just dip them in uh, citric acid. Take you got citric acid in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just can't... There's a reason that you don't see, like, lemon-flavored cereal. Because it curdles the milk. <laughs> Alright, you guys ready? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Alright, let's get this started. I have a feeling we're going to be here for a little while. <laughs> Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. All right, everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode 63. We're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, coming from you from uh, Connecticut. Uh, also, my co-host, as usual, Michael Whittemore from Chicago. Mike, how's everything going? It's going well. Great. And, of course, Shane Smith from Merry Old London. Fucking Norwich. <laughs> I like that post earlier this week that you put up complaining about people saying oh, yeah. that Americans can't understand that you're not from London. Yeah. I put it up for a purpose. 
<laughs> I feel like that's directed at me, Shane. Yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> I do not live in fucking London. I live in fucking Norwich. <laughs> All right. They speak funny there too, right? Oh, yeah, we're inbred. Of course we do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast where we like to discuss horror movies. Talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Inbreeding. Uh, you can catch us. What's that? Inbreeding. Inbreeding, right, of mm-hmm. course. Um, you can find us on our Gmail, all you need is blood pod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, all you need is blood. The Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And you could be listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Make sure you like and subscribe and comment or whatever else you're supposed to do on all those things. <laughs> This is your job, people, all right? I can't do it all. So, now you all have all have homework. So, let's see here. What do we got going on, boys? Um, anything interesting you've been uh, reading or listening to lately? We'll start with you, Shane. Um, uh, I have been listening to the new Prodigy album, um, No Tourist, which I will say is rather fucking exceptional, but a bit short. Um it's 10 tracks and it's 37 minutes and I'm just like that's just too short for a Prodigy album um, but I got that, I got the new Dead Can Dance album because um, they've made a return <laughs> I feel like that should be an episode where we just try to interrupt everyone that from speaking yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, New Dead Can Dance. I picked up a couple of Blu-rays as well. I got... What did I buy? I can't even fucking remember. Um, I picked up Dark Shadows on Blu-ray. The movie uh, or the TV show? The movie. Um, I got that. What else did I pick up? I picked up... Um, yeah. Evil Dead director's cut. That's the one. Oh, the remake. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I've got that. Uh, I bought it off somebody on Instagram, funnily enough. Um, so uh, that was pretty cool. I'm gonna watch you, that. You've already seen that extra scene. Um, There's a few extra scenes in it, actually. Well, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm talking the, only, the important one t- towards the end. Yeah, there's two, actually, because there's, um, there's one directly after the film, and there's one after the end credits as well. So the one, after, the one after the end credits was on all the rest of them as well. Yeah, but th- yeah, there was another scene. There was a couple of extra bits in the, in the cabin itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. There's quite a lot of special features on there as well, um, which I've yet to go through, but um, I will do eventually. Awesome. How about you, Mike? What have you been getting into recently? Um, well, I've mainly been working a lot. Um, but every day on the train, I try to listen to something new. And then on the way home from the train, I listen to something new. I've recently got into this, uh, progressive metal band called, uh, Haken or Hacken. It's probably Haken. They're from, they're from London as well. And, uh, <laughs> they're UK or wherever over there. They speak funny and they're <laughs> fantastic. They have. A but few- do they sing normal like Ozzy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, if that's what you call normal. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's, 
they came out with their new album this year or recently called Vector, and it's fucking awesome. I've been listening to this grindcore band called Kandar, who they only pretty much sing about horror movies and such. Hmm. I've still been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 because it's the greatest game of all time. And um, the hell else I've been doing? I thought I was doing something, but maybe I wasn't. I really don't know what day it is anymore. It's Sunday. So, well, I've been working since last Sunday, and right. I have to work until Wednesday, and then I get two days off. So, Sweet. yeah, that's. I look forward to two days off now, which is which is nice. Usually, only get zero to one per week. And now we get two, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. I've got two vinyl coming in, two records. I uh, have a split coming in from Kandar, some other band I've never heard of, and the new uh, Cattle Decapitation B-Sides record, which is uh, is going to be great. So that's... that's. It, it sounds like it's going to be great. <laughs> it's called uh, Medium Rarities. Oh, you told oh, us about like that. that. Oh. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I think that's all I got. Did I t- I've got my um, John Cop, my Trent Reznor final through for the Halloween theme. Oh. And um, it turns out it's actually a mispress. Um, what had happened, they'd sent the copies out with the wrong track on it. Um, so it's the wrong version. So everybody who bought a copy of the John Carpenter reworking by Trent Reznor will be getting new copies sent out to them um, early next year. Oh, so, that's pretty neat. Yeah, so I have a rip mispress, and then um, I've got the mispress on the pumpkin orange vinyl, and I ordered a copy for a friend of mine for Christmas. Well, it turns out both the copies that I've got have got the wrong track on. So we will be getting extra copies in the new year. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. I also, also, I bought the uh, Galaxy S9 Plus phone. Oh. Recently. Is, and that, this... is that a huge one or is that yeah, a it's, moderate it's, size? Yeah, it's the bigger one. It's like, uh, it's bigger than Val's Note. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but... But I like the bigger ones because you know it's the bigger ones are easier to to hold in my hand. So it's, yeah, it's easier to see nipples on those too. Yeah, when I'm when I'm on Pornhub Mobile and I got to <laughs> jerk it on the go, you know, it's good to have a little bigger screen on the train as as you would well, train, yeah, work, school, funerals, whatever, <laughs> church, church, bombers, yeah, christenings. Excellent. Any family gathering. Perfect. <laughs> so I've had like a couple weeks off because uh, I was sort of in between jobs for the last two weeks. I actually have to start work tomorrow at my new job. You bum. And I'm like, fuck. So I got a bunch of shit uh, sort of done. <laughs> and by, by shit done, I mean like I sat on my ass, watched TV, and played video games. That's great. For a good portion of it. So uh, I watched Castlevania Season 2, which is fucking amazing um if you liked season one season two is even better uh there's a little bit of like some game of thrones influence some like infighting amongst characters it's pretty fucking cool and if you're a fan of the castlevania mythology at all uh this is pretty um it's pretty heavy in fan service but not to the point where like it gets annoying uh, it's more just like, oh, that thing in the background, I know that's from whatever, this Castlevania, that, oh, that's that weapon from over here, if you're, like, paying attention. So, it's pretty awesome, I loved it. Um, the last, I think, two episodes are incredible, like, just fucking mind-blowing. They start, they start really pumping in the music from the games, and you're like, oh my god, now I'm in. 
Um, so that was great. I 100%ed uh, Spider-Man on oh. PS4. Um, so that was one of my... I'm like, I'm getting this done. I'm going to beat the whole fucking thing. So I did that. I really liked the game. The story... It's kind of weird. Like, I didn't love the story so much as I loved the character interactions. Like, I, I love the way, you know, they had this Peter Parker and how he deals with all the various characters in the Spider-Man universe, but the story wasn't, like, the best thing uh, on there. I think that's why I haven't really finished it. I, I like yeah. the, the gameplay and everything, but sometimes it could be, like, too easy. I know I'm playing mm-hmm. on normal, but still, it's like... It, I feel like it's a little bit repetitive. How far did you get in, into the game? Oh. Because the, the enemies get much more difficult at one point. Yeah, I, beat, I started uh, facing the enemies with the masks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's still pretty early. They don't get. That's still pretty easy. There's another another wave of enemies that shows up eventually, and they've oh, got okay. all armor and oh they shit, take a lot more hits and shit. So, uh, yeah, no, I really like that game. I thought it was great. I love the web swinging aspects of it. Oh, that yeah. was like my favorite part, whipping through the city. So that was sweet. Uh, also, I started Bloodborne, and people are not kidding when they say that game is fucking hard. It is hard. Um, but uh, my buddy lent it to me, so I've been. Dicking around with that, I didn't play it a whole lot. Uh, I got past, like, two bosses and made it to the third boss and died, like, ten times. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll start, I'll wait till after I'm back at work to pick it up again, so. Are you doing that for our uh, video game one? Yes, cool. yes, and I don't know if it's going to fully count, but I'll make it work. Sounds good. Oh, I got a note here, Mike. I wanted to ask you one thing. I saw earlier this week, um, you started, you watched Doom. And you had never seen it before. What'd you think of Doom? Um, I didn't <laughs> watch it or didn't think about it. No, I didn't like. I, I watched it, but it was just like a. I feel like they they really wanted to uh, replicate Resident Evil that movie, yeah. like real bad because I felt like it was kind of like the same thing. First person seems pretty cool, but I mean, other than that, it was pretty just kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was made shitty on purpose or <laughs> <laughs> we're going to tank this one. It's yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they made like lame on purpose or <clears throat> what? Oh, this cat. Yo, what was that noise? Shadow. Did you step on him. <laughs> no, she fucking, oh, I'm going to kick her out. Hold on. The only thing I liked about the film Doom was the Nine Inch Nails track at the end, on the end credits. Go, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say that's not in the movie. It's only no, the it's on the fucking end credits. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, put my headphones back in. Oh. Back in action. So All right. Doom, Doom didn't really do it for you, huh? Oh, no. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like... That wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was like kind of more of the same. They're like, oh, that girl's hot, you know. Uh, is she seeing anybody? It's like, dude, you just met the fucking woman. It's just like stuff like that, like mid two thousands, just really corny, like writing. So it's it was whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Well, we had a nice little write-in uh, from our friend Kevin Ferris on the uh, Facebook group. I wrote in and said, "This is sort of a blast from the past." I just listened to your werewolf episode again, and Mike, you are so right about the Soska sisters. They're not good. I think you guys, I think you guys should watch Dead Hooker in a Trunk 
and another of their movies and tell us what you think. That movie sucks. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure all their movies suck. <laughs> Terrible acting, awful camera work, the plot is stupid, and the best part about the movie is near the end. I won't spoil it for you, but you will know it when you see it. You will laugh. Then wonder how you got to do... Then wonder how they got to do movies after making Dead Hooker in a Trunk. <laughs> on, a one, <laughs> on a one out of ten, it's a minus seven. <laughs> I act, I think I actually own this. I, uh, it, it's definitely in my collection. I have to go look it up. I don't. I never even heard of it before I read his comment. <laughs> I, I really they're, hate the Sasuke sisters. Are fucking. I feel like they're. Doing, they're um, yeah, they're doing a rabbit it's a remake. Oh, remake a rabbit. Yeah. And I love the original. I think it's fantastic. Cronenberg. Sure. Oh, there we go. Awesome. What was that a fart shake? Yeah, that was. That was much needed. It sounded like you scooched your chair like a little closer to the microphone or something. No, not intentionally. I kind of stretched so it didn't go <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know, like the Sasuke sisters to me, like American Mary is super overrated. In my opinion, I think it's fucking garbage. I haven't. It's been maybe, a while since we'll I. Have, what? Maybe we'll have to do an episode on it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See No Evil was okay, but like they're like I think they no, no, get no. more. They did See No Evil too. That sucked. Did they? Yeah, I thought they did both. No, no. just the second one. Ah, but like I don't know. I think they get way more credit than they deserve just because they're women. I don't know. Like I said, that was the only one I've seen was uh, was See No Evil too. So, well, I'll I'll, t- I'll check out a couple more. We'll see how it goes. So let's see. Let's get to our topic here, fellas. Um. We just sort of had a little, I don't know, came up with what do we want to talk about. We had a couple of random movies we had watched, and we're like, oh, these are all new movies. Let's do a 2018 episode. So these are all movies that came out in 2018, and <clears throat> whatever. It's just sort of a random selection um, that we each selected. So uh, who wants to start? Anybody? I mean, I'll go, I guess. All right, Mike, why don't you go ahead? What's your first one there? So... My first one I watched is actually because I'm doing a 365 days of horror thing again. Because oh yeah, forget about that. Were you insane? Yeah, I don't know why. I just felt like for some reason, like the back of my head, it's like you, you know, you're not gonna watch these movies normally. Like I'm not gonna go out and watch Dead Hooker in the trunk on my own. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I need a reason to watch those kind of really bad, shitty movies. So. You know, I was looking through uh, Amazon Prime, and I was like, well, what can I watch to start this off again? And I came across Demon House with uh, the known paranormal UFC fighter, Zach Baggins. And- oh, Jesus. That's a- wait, wait, wait. I knew he was, like, the paranormal investigator. He's a UFC fighter? No, I'm just saying he fights ghosts, because in Ghost Adventures, oh. he's like, come on, hit me! And, they're, and the ghosts were like, fuck you! You're <laughs> <laughs> like a typical bro. Who's challenging ghosts? He's just a fucking I, oh, side story. I'm not going to try to go all red letter media, but like I do also like Ghost Adventures, like early oh seasons, because the reason they got that show was because they actually had some footage of an actual paranormal entity. They were like super famous for it. all these <coughs> like, video experts looked at it and. uh the video's out there. It's, it looks pretty convincing, but I don't think they're smart enough to fake it. So I, I, I believe that video, and I think that I think that you know it's it's a good 
uh, piece of evidence for the paranormal world, whatever. He he doesn't deserve a movie of his own. So the first season's Ghost Ventures or whatever, there's like three dudes walking through houses trying to fight ghosts and shit. And then now, like, there's, from what I understand, because I don't watch it anymore, there's way more people involved and it's like super overproduced and now it's extremely obviously fake and it's just it, it's rough so when i heard that zach baggins the 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 leader I, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna call him the lead bro of the three he uh was gonna make a, a documentary about some haunted uh demon house in gary indiana so i was like oh that could be cool you know it's it's a documentary you know maybe he saved all this actual paranormal footage for, a, you know, a Hollywood documentary movie. And that wasn't the case at all. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. And this, this fucking thing is an hour and 51 minutes. So, oh, my God. Oh. So if you're listening to this, there's going to be a spoiler or two. It's hard. It's hard not to. But I'm going to try to save you two hours of your day. So this this movie starts off with uh, him saying that he he this this house in Gary is um, has a hundred demons in it, a hundred ghosts, and it's it fucking terrorizes people who ever live there. And now these people <laughs> that he's interviewing are just fucking people from Indiana, uh, specifically people from Gary, Indiana. I'm sorry if you live in Gary, Indiana, if you're listening to this, but. I guess every town has a really shitty area, and this is that shitty area. The people he talks to, you can tell, are just, you know, doing it for they're going to be in a movie. So he's trying to get actual evidence and info out of them, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen some shit. I, I could tell you some stories. And as I was watching the beginning, I'm like, man, this is really not convincing me that this thing is real. And it, it was it was interesting because he later on in the movie, I'd say a good, like, 30 minutes in, he, Zach Baggins, or Baggins, I'm just calling Baggins, he, he's like, yeah, I don't know if these people are telling the truth or they just want money from the documentary. And I kind of sat up a little bit. I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. He's actually saying that. But no, he just keeps interviewing these people. And apparently a, a woman who used to live there comes in with her two kids and all of a sudden, fucking, oh, I hate to laugh at this because it, maybe it's true, but she brings her kids in after Zach Baggins tells her there's just a hundred fucking demons camping out there. And she's like, oh, yeah, I used to live here. Nothing happens. So, okay, if, if the ghosts are real, if they are, would you bring your children in to where a hundred demons and like sacrifices and shit went down? No. So after these fucking kids leave, supposedly the the daughter who's like 16 tried like killing herself or something. And then like they interview her a couple weeks after and the whole time they're interviewing her, she's like sitting there smiling as the worst actor in in fucking oh documentary history. She's like, "Yeah, I, I tried killing myself. Oops." And uh <laughs> so the you know, so he eventually Zach Baggins is like He's like, fuck it. I'm going to stay in that fucking house. I'm going to I'm going to do this shit head on. So this is like an hour and 30 minutes into it. I'm like, cool. Like, Here we go. He's going to lock himself in the house. That's what they used to do in the old ghost adventures. 
You know, they lock themselves in. He's going to fucking fight a ghost, probably. He's going to fucking take that ghost by the collar and punch it in its face like in, like Patrick Swayze and shit. No. Like, that never happened. So, the, 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 funny, the whole, like, grand finale of this movie, after fucking an hour and 40 minutes of you waiting for something, some kind of evidence... Because he did bring in people, scientific people, and they had like these little things in their hands. They're like, oh, it's spiking in that corner. And he's like, this could be really, you know, this could be really interesting. And Zach Baggins is like, no, it's ghosts. And he's like, well, you know, this could be this and that. So he's like, no, it's ghosts. And um, uh, one of the cameramen gets possessed in the, in the, in the, the biggest cringeworthy acting I've ever fucking seen. He's this guy who's like super bro is like, no, fuck you, ghost. Uh, uh, he's telling me to do this. And he's like yelling in an elevator. It's real bad. You don't see any ghosts, but these people, you know, quote unquote, get possessed throughout the whole oh damn God. thing. It's really bad. So as I was saying, hour 40 minutes in, it's getting to the end of it. I'm like, OK, maybe 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 Zachy has got some something up his sleeve. Maybe he's got some a fucking even a, a, a ghost sperm just in the corner. I just want to see something that a demon lives there. And he's locked himself into the house, boarded up all the windows and shit. And it's pretty cool because like the first four hours, they just show that like nothing happened. They like kind of speed it up. And but all of a sudden he's sitting in a bed. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, get away from me. Get away from me. And it's kind of humorous because the other cameras are picking up nothing. And they, like, cut to the other cameras that pick up nothing. So you're staring at nothing. And Zach t- <laughs> takes this little thing from, like, a window and throws it at the at the demon. And he's getting all scared and everything. He's like, get, get away from me. I swear to God, like, the next couple scenes, he's like, yeah, I just tore the house down. So he just, he fucking bought the house. Use it for this, and he fucking tears it down. That's the ending of the movie. He, t- what? he tears down the fucking house, and you see the bulldozers come and tear that shit down. I'm like, are you kidding me? And the movie ends. And there was no like evidence of anything. There, there was nothing. It wasn't fun. It had my interest in a couple parts because I thought it was going to go a more uh, realistic route. But it, 90% of the movie is people getting quote-unquote possessed and yelling at demons that you can't see and just like the history of the house and how a couple people that are obviously lying for money are telling stories of children walking up walls and shit and there's reenactments that are real bad and it's 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 fucking i don't know it went in the complete different direction i thought it would be i gave it a a four out of ten because it did keep Mm. my interest in some parts and Zach Baggins threatening ghosts is always kind of funny to me. So is this is this shot just like his TV show? Uh sorta, yeah. Like it's more, I mean, it's got a more like documentary feel to it. The show is, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like he interviews people okay. and then he like goes into to do it. So interesting. Yeah, it sounds like shit. I think I would hate that because I don't buy those ghost shows at all. I would. I think I would lose my shit if I tried watching that. Well, although, although saying that, um, have you have you seen um, uh, Grave Encounters? Yeah. So, like, I liked that, but I, obviously that wasn't well, yes. actually trying to be a ghost show. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you, Grave Encounters is you know they're they're not claiming it's real. You know, they just made no, like a, a solid I mean, they have actors dressed up as ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> right. They made it like a solid ghost movie. You know, and yeah. this like I it could have been. 
it could have not been a documentary. It was stupid to make it a documentary. It's a documentary supposed to like tell you something. And even on IMDb right here, it says paranormal investigator Zach Baggins documents loosely the most authenticated case of possession in American history. And there's no footage of anyone getting possessed. There's nothing. It's like, this is just a complete waste of time. <sighs> and that's on Netflix, right? So everyone can go check. It out uh, it's on Amazon Prime Video. It might be on Netflix too, but I watched it on Prime Video. You know, maybe it was on Prime that I saw it pop up. It, it, it somehow it showed up on one of my lists or one of my recommendations, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I I think I'll be passing on that one. That's not something I'm really interested in seeing. Good, because it's not going to convince <laughs> you otherwise. So. <laughs> All right. All right, Mike, that was pretty good. Um, so let's see, I'll go next here. Uh, I saw the Suspiria remake, uh, which just came out uh, early uh, in November. And um, as anybody that listens to this knows, <clears throat> I was super excited for this. Uh, I think, Mike, you were pretty interested in it as well. Very much so. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to do my absolute best not to give any spoilers, um, uh, you know, other than just what the, what's in the movie and what it's like. All right, so let's go here. Um, so yeah, the original, I'll just start off. The original is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I think it's one of the purest examples of horror films as art that I can think of. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the new one is certainly, like, very artsy, but it's not at all like the original. It's a completely different vein. Uh, this one is more along the lines of, like, the the modern artsy horror, The Witch, Hereditary, It Comes at Night, uh, etc., stuff like those. Um so, long story short, I'll just go with some of the plot. If you've seen the original Suspiria, then you have a pretty good idea uh, with the plot. Um, it's uh, it's basically the same thing. Uh, this one was directed by, and I'm going to apologize for this because I haven't heard this name yet, uh, Luca Guadagino. Yep, that's, that's it. Say it. Um, starring Dakota Johnson, um, mostly known from her... Uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Um, she plays Susie, who travels to Berlin in the 1970s as a strife around the Berlin Walls at an all-time high. Uh, the setting's extremely dreary and hectic outside, you know, outside the walls of the dance school. Um, and, and they film it like that. It's it's gray. It's, like, not colorless, but, you know, it's very uh, sort of washed out. And I think that really works for the setting uh, because it's, it's not, like I said, it's not at all like the the bright colors and stuff from the uh, the first one. Uh, Tilda Swinton uh, plays Madame Blanc. Uh, she's a famous dancer and one of the lead instructors at the dance school. And uh, she takes an interest in Susie because Susie displays a lot of talent. Um, but Susie and some of the other girls begin to suspect that the teachers and owners of the school are actually a, a coven of witches. And a uh, this sort of add-on that wasn't really in the original or wasn't explored much was that there's a psychiatrist also digging around uh, who's looking for a missing patient of his who went to that same school. <clears throat> so like many of these uh, modern, rec- uh, modern artsy horror films, uh, the tension slowly builds uh, till the climax of the movie, which is just as batshit and insane as you would hope. Uh. Like I said, the visuals are dull and dreary, um, which is a huge contrast to the original. Uh, as, but I think it fits the time period pretty well, and I like that they didn't try to do what the original did, because they would have failed. It, it wouldn't have worked. The same color patterns and all that would not have like matched up with the, the way they were telling this story. 
pretty much the bottom line is if you like movies like The Witch or Hereditary or any of those other recent art house horror films, um, check it out. You'll 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 probably enjoy most of it. Um, if you don't like those movies, don't watch this. If you don't, if you think those movies are a waste of time, you're absolutely gonna hate this movie um, because it is. You know, they spend a lot of time, and which is really my main complaint of the movie, is it's so fucking long. They could have cut out a half hour of this movie, and it's still longer than the original 77 one. Um, and and you feel it in the movie. I mean, like I said, I like the artistic style of this thing, but man, this could have used some a little trimming down in some of the uh, the editing. Uh, another sort of downside, which is actually an upside to it, it sounds weird, but Tilda Swinton is so fucking good that every other actor or actress that has to go opposite her ends up looking like an idiot because she just fucking crushes every scene, every scene she's in. Does a phenomenal job. Um, and uh, she does play more than one role in the movie. If you've read anything about the film, you sort of have an idea of that. Um, it's really good. I thought the, uh, the lead actress... Uh, Dakota Johnson, she did a good job. Um, you know, it wasn't uh, mind-blowing or anything, but she she held her own in it, and um, I really liked it. The music was great. Um, again, completely different. Didn't have that Goblin soundtrack. Uh, but for uh, for my money, the, uh, the original is definitely the way to go. Um, I probably... The more I thought about this one, the more... I, I didn't like it as much as when I first came out of the theater. When I first came out of the theater, I was like, holy shit, that was awesome. But that's mostly because the ending was so fucking, you know, batshit crazy. Like, along the lines of sort of hereditary crazy, was that, as that ending comes around, you're like, what the fuck is happening? It has a similar type of thing, um, you know, where it just goes absolutely nuts. But after letting it sit for a while, I'm like, well, you know, I can see the flaws a little more that I think about it. And I'm like... I don't know, it's it's probably somewhere around a 6, maybe a 7 for me, whereas, like, the original is, like, a 9.5, like, just fucking, I love it, I love that movie. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the new Suspiria. Um, Mike, I think you would enjoy it more. Uh, Shane, it's, it's a little slow, but if, but I know you like Tilda Swinton, so that might be worth yeah, checking no, out just for Yeah, me. Tilda Swinton is a fantastic actress. Now, I will say the plot is much better and much more explored in this one than the original. The original, the plot is like a fucking background thing. They don't even give a <laughs> shit about the plot. <clears throat> you know, it's just a way to get to more cool visuals is really what the plot was used for in the first one. This one is a much more plot-driven movie, and there's a lot of metaphor. There's a lot of, you know, shit that they show early on that comes back later, and you kind of have to pay attention to it. But, um, but yeah, uh, I liked it. I don't know. I don't think it's for everybody. That's what I got. I what I really want to see this still because, but Val and I were going to go see it. You know, I wanted to see it so I could talk about it too. But I think it was like an hour and a half away. It was getting shown. Is was this a super limited release, or did it officially come out yet? Like for all theaters it, or what? It it was a limited release. There was uh, two theaters. I'm going to say near me, and by near me, I mean one of them is a half hour away, and the other one's 45 minutes. So they're not so you know it's it's around. I'm actually surprised it wasn't you know in Chicago or closer to you. I thought there'd be a lot more screenings in, you know near a big city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's coming back to theaters. It's not going to get a wide release. I don't think it did well enough in the box office. So it'll probably. It, but I, you know you know how these things work. It'll be on fucking Amazon or oh, yeah. iTunes in like three weeks probably. So. 
it won't be tough to find. But yeah, um, what do you got for your next one, Shane? Um, well, the first movie I'm going to go with is, um, I know we talked about it on the podcast not long ago, but I'm going to go with A Quiet Place. I'm sorry, it smells like somebody shit in my room. I, I'm looking for dog shit right now. While you're while you were talking, oh. uh, while you were talking, your dog in the back looked up and looked at you. The, Which one? Uh, the one, the darker one in the back. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Maybe he like maybe he ripped ass. Oh, it is. There he is. Shit. There he goes again. He heard you were talking about him. Butter, was that you? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the same look I do when I fart. What? I don't know what you're talking about. All right, sorry, Shane. I just, I almost gagged there for a second. It, it smelled like a turd, and I'm like, it better not be on my bed. All right, so a quiet place, Shane. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, quiet place, because, I mean, like, obviously, I saw this earlier this year. And um, I don't like this movie a lot. It's, uh, for me, it was quite a unique, quite a unique take on a horror, horror movie, you know, or, never really seen anything like this before obviously you've seen like creature invasion movies mm-hmm. but um i hadn't really seen anything like this before so i thought it was quite an interesting concept of like having to live in silence uh, because the aliens themselves are attracted to noise so uh but basically um it's emily blunt john krasinski um, living with their three kids in a farmhouse, essentially. And um, like everybody else, they have to scavenge to survive. Um, because of the film itself opens with them in a, in a small store, taking what they can out of the place. And um, it kind of progresses, you know, where they have to take steps to keep silent um, so they don't, don't attract the attention of the aliens. Um, but, um, you know, spoiler alert, and I will give you spoilers because it has been a while, or it's been out a while. People, lots of people have probably watched it by now. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, within the first 10 minutes, the family of five become a family of four. Um so uh, that all goes a bit tits up there. But then it kind, of, it kind of goes forward like a year later and how they're all surviving. And Emily Blunt's character is heavily pregnant, which my immediate thought when I watched it, I thought, well, that was fucking careless. Um, and then uh, obviously there's the what I thought was really cool about this film was that they were using sign language to communicate. And as it turns out, the oldest daughter is actually profoundly deaf. So obviously she has the hearing aid um, to try and help her like hear things, which doesn't work too great. But um, they, uh, well, she is basically the main reason they do have to communicate using sign language. So, and because the film is 85% silent, I would say, um, you get this, you get the sign language and you get the subtitles, which is great. There are some scenes that have noise in them. Um, it's got a nice build up. I thought, 
and uh, towards the end of the film, you know, it was. I just thought it was really clever how they how they held it all together, um, and I loved the ending. I thought the ending was great. Um, so yeah, that really, I really did enjoy a quiet place. I mean, it gets a seven point six on IMDb, but I remember coming out of the cinema thinking it got a solid nine from me. A nine, wow. Yeah. Because it was unique. It was I'd never seen anything like this before. So for me, is I really got into the story. I really got into it, and it was tense as well. And also, it was really funny um, sitting in the theatre watching it. Nobody was eating snacks. No one. It was silent as the grave. Seriously, it was just so funny. And you didn't take that opportunity to blast off a fart. No, I didn't. I was actually I was really well behaved that day. <laughs> Wait for Actually, a really tense moment. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I do remember actually walking out and letting rip quite spectacularly, so much so that I oh, thought... Oh, yeah, you remember that part. Oh, yeah, I remember that because I remember walking out and letting rip so much, my ass cheeks stung. So, yeah, that was a good one. Oh, it's one of those painful ones. Yeah, it took flesh. It had flesh. <laughs> Oh god. What what did you think of the creature designs in this one? The creature designs in it I thought were really cool. Only uh, my only gripe with it was obviously because it was a lot of the creature design or a lot you, what the flashes of creatures are CGI. But um you know, I thought uh they looked really cool. Um and I loved when you got close up to them it was like the the head when they were shrieking all the plates on their face just exposed all the flesh underneath. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. And they were kind of yeah. like, they were kind of like a cross between, obviously, a xenomorph and John, I can't quite place. I'd say a predator of some description. You know, it was... you know what I was thinking, Shane, when I was watching it. It reminded me a lot of like Pitch Black. Yeah, fuck, I never like thought they... of that. The mo- in fact, it's pretty similar, except you know the the monsters hunt. Uh, you know, they go by sound, yeah. and, you know, they can't be, uh, whatever, you know, they can't, I'm not, I don't want to spoil the ending of the movie, but, you know, in Pitch Black, they can't go out in okay. uh, in daylight, the monsters can't go out in daylight, so they have their weaknesses and their strengths, and yeah. these monsters were similar, and I thought the design, I mean, not that they were exactly, they weren't exactly like at all, but they sort of behaved the same way, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I can see what you're saying, yeah. Now, one thing I had a real big problem in this movie with... Mm-hmm was that the fucking monsters, they could be in the same room as you, and if you didn't speak or make noise, they couldn't find you. Yeah. Like, they can't hear your fucking heartbeat or you breathing. I could hear people breathing in the same room I'm in. I don't have super hearing. Like that, and and if if they're outside, like if the characters are outside, and they say one word, the fucking monsters come screaming from like a mile away yeah, and right. tear their head off. <laughs> But when you're in the same room with them, they're like, they do, oh, we can't find them. Like, what? They either have super hearing or they don't. Like, you can't, you know, play, you can't be completely silent because your body still functions. You breathe and you, your heart beats. Like, they should be able to hear that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Ryan, it is only a movie. That's right, that's right Butter. That's right. Okay. That's enough. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I, thought she, I thought she would just sleep through the whole thing. 
I think I woke her up when I accused her of farting. You bad parent. So, um, yeah, for myself on this one, I thought what I thought was really cool. Um, what's his face? Jim from The Office. Uh, obviously John Krasinski. Yeah, he he also directed it, yeah. and that was what I thought was one of the most impressive things. I th- he I think he's got like some serious directorial talent. Um, so I definitely like to see more movies from him as a director. Uh, plus, he did a pretty good. I I thought it was going to be really tough to take him seriously. Every now and then, I'm watching the movie. I'm waiting for him to stare directly at the camera and be like, "Hmm," <laughs> with a stupid like Jim smirk. But um, but he did good. He did he did very well. I think this is the first serious movie I've seen him uh, in. Um, see, I liked I liked that part of it. The monster the monsters weren't completely sold on their strengths and weaknesses weren't defined well enough. Like they're like strong enough to like lift a car. Um, but like they, they can't like get out of a basement or something. I don't know. It, there was, there are many scenes that you're like, uh, you know, are they, are they super strong and indestructible or are they not? Like you have to, you have to pick a, pick a way the monsters are going to behave. Mm. Um, I did love the, the, you know, the sign language and all that. That was great. And I thought that was really smart, but I had one more question for you, Shane, Go on. the, a- the actions of the children in this movie. It is, I am of the opinion that the children in A Quiet Place are as annoying as the kid in Babadook. No, because the kid in Babadook, I wanted dead within the first five minutes of the film. He's got yeah, this, I actually wanted to survive. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is that children will eventually lead to your demise because they will ruin, because you can't keep a fucking kid quiet. Stupid children. Well, you can blame the fucking little sh- rug rat at the beginning of the film for a start because he obviously was still quite young and he didn't, li- didn't yeah. understand the concept. Um, but and so, in my opinion, he deserved to get eaten. He deserved it. Um, like, I could completely understand how Jim came up with the idea of this movie. He must have kids and he must be like, Jesus Christ, imagine if there was a situation where we needed them to be quiet, we would all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like the kids in this. I didn't think they were especially good. Uh, any of them, really. Uh, the girl, the boy. Um, the baby. Come but, on, let's face it. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I hate babies. Who doesn't hate babies? Yeah. Couldn't eat a whole one. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I probably wouldn't... I mean, I would recommend it. It's fine. There's much worse movies out there, but this one really didn't do it for me. I thought it, I thought it was a little bit overhyped. It's extremely, uh, it's very overhyped. Yeah. See, I didn't catch up on any of the hype. Oh, so when I saw it, it was just I just saw it on my own back. I knew there was a lot of hype going on, but I just didn't take pay any attention to it. I just went in to watch it um, as a film. You know, I didn't I didn't listen to any of the hype. I don't, it was one of those films. I thought I do want to watch this. You know, everyone's going on about it. I want to make my own opinion of it. And my opinion of it was I really did enjoy it. So, um, yeah, that was, that was how I saw it. And, you know, I came out and I was like, that was fucking superb. I really did enjoy it. So, for me, if I'm going to watch um I've had people come around and watch it. They've never seen it. And they were like, of the same impression. You know, they thought it was a brilliantly written film. They thought it was really clever how they did it. And the same reservations as you had, you know, with the creature design. And one person said, um, how the fuck can they just appear out of nowhere so quickly? And I was like, yeah, I can understand that, actually, because it does make you think. They can't all be in that one. There's 
I mean, it says in the film there's like three possible creatures in that area. Yeah. How can they all be there all at once? You know, and I can understand that. But I mean, otherwise, is you know, I think everybody who I've who I've shown it to have liked it. So, you know, I call that a I call that a win personally. What do you think, Mike? I uh, I don't know. I thought it was very mediocre. Like you got CGI monsters that look like every other monster in the fucking world. And okay, I don't know how this cat barged through this door. But give me a second. <laughs> how the hell did you get in here? Go, gotta go. Oh, okay. So yeah, so like, I don't know. Val and I watched it, and you know, I don't, I don't follow hype either. But everyone kept saying like, oh, this. This is fucking amazing. This this movie's fantastic. It's nothing like I've ever seen before. And the only unique thing was there was sign language. That's it. Uh, there's nothing that sticks this movie out other than the sign language. And I, I like that part of it. But it's just another one of those monsters. You got to be quiet. It's just like, okay, it's, it's in my opinion, there's nothing special at all. Uh, I liked the intro. I thought the beginning was cool because it was super unexpected. I didn't expect, you know, the kid getting fucking killed. Um, but but you were hoping for it. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> for it. The kid's a fucking idiot. And uh, I don't know. Like, like I saw, I felt there was a lot of inconsistencies because, like, even my favorite horror movies. Yeah, I know it's just a movie, but that doesn't excuse lazy writing. And that's what I felt like this was. Just lazy writing. Uh, there's like I said, there's nothing unique about it. It's the sign language. The the fucking uh, aliens or whatever can hear you, but they can't hear you in some scenes. And it's like your whole premise is about being quiet. And a lot of times these people aren't quiet and yet they still can't hear them. It's just it was just I think it was super lazy. But that being said, PG-13 didn't help it either. I think it was if it was rated R, they could have gotten away with a lot more stuff. But I just thought it was. Like, as mediocre as you can get. And plus, it was short. It was, like, an hour 30 on the dot. And I felt like it was getting rushed towards the end. And now they're doing a sequel, and I hope that's a little better. But other than that, I just I don't find what was so unique about it at all besides sign language. Like, I've seen this a million times before. Yeah, so. All right, there you go. Um, did you have another one you wanted to talk about, Mike? Um, <laughs> well, I was going to talk about Death House. We're definitely talking about that. If you don't want to pick that right away, I'm fine with it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if you if we can do that as like a together type thing, I guess I can kind of pull one out of my ass and watch talk about another movie I watched this year. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, it's actually come on. I'm I'm IMDbing it so I can remember it. But it's um it's a Netflix movie by Gareth Evans called Apostle. Um, I watched. Oh, yeah, I was just looking this up last night because I just watched the raid movies. Yeah, and I'm like, he did something else. So I got to see this. Gareth Evans has proved himself to be fantastic. Just an overall amazing director. Raid Redemption and Raid Two Barenthal, I think it's called, are just like some of my favorite action movies ever made. And I'm I'm not going to rant about in a good way his VHS two segment. Which is fucking phenomenal. If you haven't seen VHS 2, it's an anthology, and Gareth Evans does one of the segments in there, and it's superbly fantastic. Um, Which one was his, just so I know? Uh, it's the one... 
Were they the Colt? Yeah, the Colt one. Okay, perfect. So the best. Yeah, the best the of best. all VHS movies. <laughs> and um, so I, I was like cruising around on Netflix because I think this was my like third, second or third movie into my 365 Days of Horror Part Two, and it was my fourth movie. And I was like, ah, I gotta watch something. I was like, Gareth Evans, fuck it. So I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I liked it, but it's like you were saying about Suspiria. It's very long. Like it's it's two hours and ten minutes. It's a long movie. Um, you ever watch a movie and you're not sure if you really liked it or just didn't like it? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, I, I completely understand. Like, that's what this is, in my opinion. The if okay, a little backstory. So the IMDb thing says in 1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. So, long story short, this girl got kidnapped, which you don't see, and the kidnappers know that her father has a lot of money. So they're holding her for ransom on an island that they kind of like found and moved there. And they're like a religious cult. Almost burped. And so the whole story takes place where the uh, lead actor played by Dan Stevens, who was also in uh, Beauty and the Beast, The Guest, and Downtown, Downtown Abbey, supposedly. He was the Beast in Beauty and the Beast, whatever. Downtown Abbey. <laughs> whatever. Um, it so he goes on a mission to like kind of rescue her, but what he has to do is uh, pose himself as one of the cult members going to the island because he was like invited. So he goes to the island and all these shenanigans happen, and you kind of have to watch it from there. I don't want to spoil anything because it does have a really cool and unique kind of story. They worship. <laughs> they worship like a god on that island and I liked that portion of it but I feel like it gets extremely goofy like too goofy like the whole movie is based on kind of realism in 1905 how they're you know they're like praying to this god and everything but then like you kind of you see like the things this guy is actually doing and there's like a lot of CGI in parts and you went from a realistic looking movie to this something that I didn't a direction I didn't think it was going to go in. But I do have to say that the gore is fantastic in this. If you've seen the raid movies and if you've seen that VHS oh, yeah. segment, Gareth Evans really knows how to do gore and it's all practical and it's, it's extremely well done. I'd say the first like hour and a half of this is just super solid, but then there's that like last 40 minutes where they're trying to wrap everything up and it's just a little too much. But I, I did enjoy it. I gave it like a, a six out of ten. I'm I would recommend it because I love Gareth Evans and I support anything that guy does. So uh, yeah, I'd say it's worth checking out. But it's it's pretty long and it gets a little a little weird toward the end. But it's good overall. Like don't watch it as you're going to bed. No, not at all. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out because you know I love the fucking raid movies uh, and that VHS segment is completely brilliant. So. Um, I'm definitely going to add that. You said it's on Netflix, right? Yep, it's a Netflix um, original. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I'll add that to my uh, Netflix list. Awesome. 
All right, so let's see here. Uh, the next one I got, I just saw this week, uh, Overlord, directed by Julius Avery, produced by J.J. Abrams. I've seen a lot of people think this was directed by J.J. I thought it was, too. Yep, Interesting. I mean, that's, be- that's because they mm-hmm. put his fucking name front and center on everything. They're like, from J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> he was a producer. Um, so hey, we've seen the trailers for this movie. Um, then you know it's it's a Nazi zombie movie. You know it's not going to be any big surprises. In fact, it, it, I won't. You know, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything. But it's tough to spoil something when you know there's going to be Nazi zombies. Like, okay, it's pretty obvious. Um, so, but before I really get started on this, I got one little point I want to address. Uh, every time I see this mentioned, like as someone that's saying they just seen it or or a review or whatever, I see every person going, "Well, this really isn't a horror movie." And I feel like these people have have never seen a horror war movie. Like, have you not seen, like, Outpost or Death Watch or The Bunker? I mean, Overlord is definitely a horror movie. Yes, it has action elements. Yes, it has war movie elements because it takes place during, uh, excuse me, during the war. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's no different than something like Demon Knight or From Dust Till Dawn. Like, it's an action-heavy horror movie. Um so, it, it, although Overlord does, Overlord does have some better gore effects than any of those, which is saying something, because those movies are awesome, this movie is awesome. Um, Alright, now that I got that out of my system, the plot, it's pretty pretty simple. Uh, we follow a deployment of U.S. soldiers in World War II. Uh, it's the day before the Normandy landing, and the squad is tasked with taking down a radio tower that is blocking the signal or something that they need uh, for, for Normandy. So, um... They have to get in and take down that tower, and as you can expect, shit goes wrong. Uh, some of the men learn quickly the true nature of war, and the more experienced members have to deal with the rookies and, and learn to work together as a team instead of being like, you know, it's just my way or the highway. Um, they meet up with a local girl who also hates Nazis, uh, since it's in France, and they have to figure out a way to get into the Nazi stronghold and take the tower down. Uh, like I said, if you've seen the trailer, you know there's... Uh, more than just regular Nazis. Uh, they're performing crazy experiments. There's some zombie action. Um, and, of course, like all these movies have been recently, the end just gets completely batshit. And I loved it. I love There's so much Nazi killing in this movie. If you like seeing Nazis get killed, this is the fucking movie. If you want Nazis being tortured, this is the movie. It is fucking awesome. Uh, I had such a blast with this one. It's I would say by no means is it like... You know, it's not a brilliant movie. It's a popcorn flick. You're going there to have a good time to watch Nazis get slaughtered. Uh, you know, a little bit of some uh, supernatural, weird experiment, sci-fi shit going on. But um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, and one thing I think specifically for you, Mike, you would like. I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, this fucking guy right here is doing a Kurt Russell impression. He is just completely impersonating Kurt Russell. I'm like, it, it, it's almost, it's not to the point of mocking, but I'm like, this guy does a really good Kurt Russell. Of course, it's Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son in the oh. movie, which I didn't know. I was like, this guy's just fucking Kurt Russell. He's a good actor, too. He was in an episode of Black Mirror. Which one? Uh, that one where he's stuck in the like haunted house, but it's like a virtual, not a virtual reality thing, but they go into his oh. brain. Oh, yeah, that one was awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. I put that in my 365 Days of Horror last year. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. 
So yeah, this kid is fucking great in this, Mike. And if I had if I had to describe him, I would say it's like a mix between Snake Plissken and McCready. Like it's, <laughs> smush those two together, and you got this fucking character. Perfect. Um, uh, the lead, uh, I think his name is Jovan. Jovan, I don't know, Jovan Adepo. Um, he's great, and you know he's the eyes of the audience. You follow him. Uh, going through all this crazy shit and you see him grow as a character. He has good character progression. Uh, the lead Nazi is played by Pilyu Azbek, who, if you watch game of Thrones, he's the evil Greyjoy guy. Um, like the older brother that comes back to the islands and is like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And he is, this guy was the perfect choice for a fucking, an, an SS commandant. You're like, yes, this is a fucking evil bastard. Um, so yeah, overall, like I said, it's fun. Uh, great scenes. There's some laughs. Amazing kills. Nazis are dropping like flies in this movie, which is obviously one of my favorite things in the world. Who doesn't like seeing Nazis get slaughtered? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I mean that's about it. I don't, I don't have a whole lot. I don't want to spoil any great scenes or anything. Um, if 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 you've ever watched something like Frankenstein's Army, uh, which is a, a um, uh, what do you call it? a found footage type thing during World War Two? Um, I think we talked about it at one point in the podcast really early. Yeah, on. we did. Um, that was the guy who directed um, Windmill. The windmill. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 kind of similar to that. Like they go in for this mission, and then they're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" It's kind of along those lines. Um, so yeah, I recommend it. It's a, a horror popcorn movie, man. Don't take it too seriously. Turn your brain off and just have a fucking good time. Cool. Now, I did have like a three hour argument with my fucking old roommate Miles last night who saw this movie and he absolutely hated it. <laughs> and I promised him that I would I would read his his uh, uh, thoughts on the movie uh, because he's like, put me on the podcast. And I'm like, no, dude, we're going to be full up already. It's going to be a real long one. And he's like, put me on the f-. he was already drunk. He's like, put me on the podcast. So I'm like, just send me your thoughts, Miles. I promise I'll read them. <laughs> so his so his first email says. Have me on the podcast so it's not one-sided turd emoji. (laughs) And then I said, that's bullshit. So then he gave me his actual thoughts. He says, the movie started out great, building the tension and setting the scene with how crazy it was, sending the troops in behind enemy lines prior to D-Day. The movie did a good job of setting the tone of how fucked up the Nazis were, specifically the SS. I also liked how they tapped into the fucked up scientific experiments the Nazis were doing during World War II. Another plus, the zombies were fucking awesome. Uh, super strength, practical effects. Again, effects are great and a good setting. Uh, here's my gripes. They took Garnier from Band of Brothers, who is a real person, exaggerated him and made him the best character of the whole goddamn movie. See, I don't, I never saw that. I don't know if it's a real person. I, I, maybe he's talking about uh, Kurt Russell Jr. I don't know. <laughs> um, they promoted the movie as a World War II zombie movie. I'm not going to read this next part. There's some spoilers. Uh, he just says the zombies aren't in it enough, in his opinion. Um, let's see, it had so much p- potential, but it fell short. I didn't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil the movie. I think the best way to put it is they tried to make a McCready Sr., which in hindsight is what they basically tried to do. <laughs> he was drinking at this point. And he said, I, I asked him about this, I go, do you mean McCready Jr.? And he goes, no, Sr., because it's in the 40s. And I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> okay so um he also finishes up have me on the goddamn podcast 
I main Samus Miles. <laughs> I think that's a challenge to you, Mike. I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> he says I main Samus. Oh. I'm assuming it's a Smash Brothers reference. All right. Well, I have no problem laying down some Smash Brothers. Yeah. I think I've played Miles before. He's better than me, but that doesn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it. Uh, you got two uh, dissenting opinions. Uh, although he couldn't give me any other negatives other than there's not other than they aren't zombies aren't in it enough and they tried to make McCready senior, which I think is a positive. I mean, I don't know. That's me though. So that's Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch. I'm a fucking good Overwatch. lord. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing too many video games, Mike. That's okay. That's Overlord, folks. So check it out. It is good. Um, just go into it with a. You're, you're, it's not an art movie. This isn't Suspiria. It's you're watching them fucking gun down na- Nazis, right, Butter? That's right. All right. What else do we got on here, guys? Shane, you got another one for us? I do actually, but um, my only yes. problem. Yeah, my only problem is I can't remember whether it came out late last year or early this fucking year. Um, ah, fuck it. What do we care? Um. All right. Fair enough. Well, I'm gonna go with Happy Death Day. Oh, that came out last oh, year. Fuck. I Was think. Back to this? I think. Yeah, yeah 2017. I, I can't remember when it came out. I remember buying it this year. So, um, yeah, because I got it on Blu-ray this year. Um, that's it, yeah, because it didn't get released in the UK until February of this year. That's what it was. Ah, so it counts. Oh, then, we're, then we're counting it, Shane. Go ahead. Oh, cool. How's this movie? Right. Happy Death Day, it's... Um, the only way you can describe it is it's a horror slasher version of Groundhog, Groundhog Day. And it surrounds a teenage girl who celebrates her birthday... She goes out on the town and basically like enjoys herself, has a good laugh, gets killed, and then wakes up in her bed the next day. But it's not her bed. She wakes up in the bed of like some dude who had, out of the kindness of his heart, basically taken her in and let her lay on his bed. And um, she's essentially reliving the day. Um, so she has to correct everything that went wrong, or she has to try and figure out who it was who killed her, and narrow down the suspects, and the film, in my opinion, was absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, some of the kill scenes in it were just funny as fuck. Um, and hang on one second, guys. Oh. I gotta, I gotta beat my dog. Now he's, now he's eating his bed. Fuck. You can keep going, Shane. I'll just be a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, she, um, she. Um, so I'm just half expecting something in the background to go on. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. She basically she's she's having to relive the day and she's trying to explain to people what it is that's going on. But um, she. Uh, sorry, I'm just seeing Ryan in the background, just like sorting out this bed. I thought he was going to crawl in the cage then for a second. Um, yeah. Um, so she's trying to convince people that she's having to relive the day when everybody else around her have no fucking clue. Um, so it's uh, her trying to work out who it is who's killing her without getting anybody else harmed in any way. But there's like a montage of deaths that are just too fucking funny. Um, they are just comical. And it really made me laugh. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. 
But in, there were some death scenes in that that were just so fucking funny. It's like when she finds out the guy is gay and she turns around and like the killer is stood right behind her and just stabs her in the gut. And it's the look on her face that she gives as she slides to the floor. I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. And also in the um, bell tower as well. And um, she like, she hangs herself and then you hear the, the bell do this like distinct dong sort of thing. That really made me fucking laugh as well. There, there are some brilliant scenes in it. I thought it was a really clever story. And they're doing a sequel for that as well. Yep. Which should be good fun. I think that's out early next year, actually. Yeah, that comes out. Yeah, I saw the um, <sighs> I saw the trailer for it when uh, Halloween when I saw Halloween in the theater, and it looks oh, good. Really? I like. Yeah. Wait, a trailer for the sequel? Yeah. I'll have to look for that. Oh wow, I haven't seen that. It's a puppy. Yeah, well, I'm holding him so he doesn't scream. Um, can we take a break because I have to move all these animals downstairs? <laughs> I'm, holding yeah. so, I'm holding him so he doesn't scream. <laughs> well, because he's, tr- he's trying to fight the other dog, and Aww. when he does, he howls, and that's probably not good for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, um, I got to go move him downstairs to the crate downstairs because he tore this one up, and plus it'll shut butter up. So okay. let me take a quick break. I might take a leak, too. Yeah, that sure. sounds like a plan. You know, we wouldn't have this problem if Shane just microwaved. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I should have waited for him to get back on. Fuck. I'm here. <laughs> I've been listening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you fucking tell us? Because I've been inter- entertaining myself by listening to you lot rant on. Oh, fuck. Oh, you mi- right. you microwave your shit. Fucking, if we're going to have another fucking debate about microwaving tea. I'll it's only a up. debate if you know if it's an even argument, and it's not because microwaving is the way to go. Is it fuck? God damn it! All right, are we are we ready for our final film here, guys? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do this. Um, we've been waiting for this one for quite a while. Uh, Shane wasn't <laughs> able to catch it. The anticipation has been very high on this one. This is now even this this is listed as 2017 on uh, IMDb, but as far as I know, it was not released. I mean, there were there were like small theatrical showings, but it was not released uh, anywhere to watch until 2018. So I'm fucking counting it. Uh, this is Death House, um, a quote unquote movie uh, directed by B. Harrison Smith, and. Um, I'd say right off the bat, I'm going to nominate this for worst movie I've seen in at least a decade. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely horrible. And there were, I, even up until like this was like released, you know, to watch or people have been stealing it or whatever. Um, people were like defending this. They're like, no, it's got such a great cast. It's going to be awesome. I got my hopes set super high. <laughs> and all I could think of was, did you watch the trailer? Did you see what this looks like? And the movie is even worse than I thought it would have been. I was I had the bar set so low on this. I was like, okay. I was thinking like Sci-Fi Channel quality. It they would never show this on Sci-Fi Channel. It is way worse than anything I've seen on there. It is just so so bad. Um, I don't know, Mike. Can you tell me what the plot is as far as you understood it? Okay, full discretion. Uh, I don't know if you you were recording when I was saying this earlier, but. Me and, uh, or Val and myself 
she's our video game expert on here and um we watched it i was telling her i'm like okay i gotta watch this death house movie with you because i can't do this by myself i need someone else because if i do it by myself it's just gonna be miserable and so i i watched a good 20 minutes of it and then i just oh my that's all you made it through yeah, 20 man. minutes you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i conked out i've been working a lot lately i, I couldn't keep up it, it was so bad that i just couldn't i couldn't stay awake from it and all I remember really is Tony Todd in the beginning. Yep. Who, if the rest of the movie is like this, he just like digs his hands into a girl's stomach and she doesn't even like care. And he's like taking out her something. <laughs> and she's just like, you would, I expect her to be screaming, but she's not. And like Sid Haig's in it. And I did get a, a good dose of Barbara Crampton, who still looks unbelievably beautiful. She. She looks phenomenal. She, she looks is really so phenomenal. gorgeous. And I'm going to meet her next year, Texas Fremer weekend. But I digress. Hey, yeah, I'm going to steal her. And I'm like, hey, marry me. And she's going to be like, okay. And then we're going to live happily ever after. But um, yeah, this movie. Ask her if she still has that outfit <laughs> from, from Beyond. Oh, I'm going to get that sign, too. I got the <laughs> waxwork. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, any deleted scenes from that? But um, yeah, it's. Uh, <sighs> This isn't sci-fi quality because sci-fi, like I rather watch Sharknado seventeen oh, yeah. than this ever again. And but I do want to finish this so I can properly hate it and not just take everyone's word for it. But yeah, it's I made Vale watch it and she was really pissed off at me that she had to watch this. You know, it was for this podcast that she's not even on. So, <laughs> 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 but even she like gave up towards like fifteen minutes left of the movie. Because I was sitting on the couch. I was sitting on the part where you can like uh, put your legs up, and she was on the normal part of the couch, and she just turned over and was went to sleep. <laughs> She's like, "I'm done," and I woke up for a second and I just went back to sleep. So yeah, that's how far I got. But it, it was I saw little bits of Kane Hodder, some D Wallace, who's still awesome. Okay, yeah. so you were still pretty early in it because he he's in a good amount of the movie. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll try to I'll try to sum it up a little bit. Okay, all that shit with Tony Todd. That means nothing. I, as far as I know, I don't know what the fuck that was for. Like, that's like something that doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie, as far as I can tell. Um, then there's, okay, so there's two agents that are, as far as I can understand, visiting this Supermax prison that has, that holds every horror character actor from like the last, what are you doing, Shane? Are you eating soup? No, you, no I'm stirring my tea. I was taking the tea back out. Ah. <clears throat> uh. So they go to the Supermax prison, and and the point of the prison is that everything is like digital. Like they take these killers and they make them wear uh, a VR a VR helmet, and they go into a digital world. And I guess they're supposed to somehow rehabilitate them or wipe out their memories or something. And the visitors have to put on a VR helmet and take a tour of the uh, of the facility through VR. And when they go into the VR world, I mean, you know, it's it's just film like normal, except they put a um, scan line, like scan lines over. Like if you ever played any any emulators, like you know, on yeah. the NES or whatever, you could select scan lines on or off. That's what it does. It puts the scan lines on it. And you're like, oh, this looks like just complete shit. And 
basically, I don't know, they also use this to help train the visitors to the facility. Like, they let them kill the serial killers in a digital world, but it doesn't affect them in the real world or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, that part with Sid Haig. Sid Haig is not in the movie at all after that. That's it. That's the end of seeing Sid Haig in this movie. Oh, wow. scene you watched. And a lot of those... A lot of these scenes... Oh, also, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this movie because I don't give a fuck. This movie sucks shit. Yeah, I torrented it, by the way, and I'm fully proud that I did, and I don't even give a shit. <laughs> I did pay for it. Oh, I, it. I saw well, it was, you could rent it for like $4. I'm like, I'm not fucking spending $4 I, I, on it. Listen, I went through because it's, it's a stand that I take. If I, can, I try to watch all these movies by paying for them, you know, or if it's for, uh, you know, if somebody lends me in a movie or whatever. Right, right, fine. right. But, but... So I paid for this. I have full rights to just completely shit on this movie. Um, yeah, so then, whatever, the power goes out because uh, some old Nazi doctor has is like immortal or something and has the ability to control children, I guess. And some kid at one point rips the guts out of a security guard and stuffs a device into his guts and then puts the guts back in him. And then they take him, and they're like, oh my god, this guy needs surgery. Bring in the surgeon, and Lloyd Kaufman shows up as the surgeon. And I'm like, okay, this is funny, because Lloyd Kaufman is funny. But if you're not trying to make, like, a funny, goofy movie, then don't put Lloyd Kaufman in as a serious role. Put him in as, like, a raving lunatic. Like, that'd be great. You can't have him in as, like, oh, I'm Dr. Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, let me get in this. Oh, what's in his guts? And he's, like, pulling guts out of the guy. Did did not make sense at all, and then but the guy had an EMP in him, and it blew out all the prison's digital whatever. Um, and then the inmates escape. Shit goes, you know, crazy, and the two, uh, the the, the two visitors and the doctors have to try to survive slash get out somehow amongst this like entire prison full of serial killers. Um. There's nothing in this movie that really makes sense. I mean, even that plot was hard to describe because I, I had a real hard time following it because everything's sort of non-linear in the way they're telling the story up the first, like, I'd say 45 minutes. They're doing flashbacks. They're doing digital scenes. They're doing, like, pe- characters are dying and then showing up a second later. And you're like, wait, what the fuck has just happened? They just killed that guy. Is this a memory or is it, you know, a digital, uh, you know, CGI thing that they're making? Um, I don't know. Some points in the movie, they, these two characters go take a virtual tour for a while. They meet some serial killers that have affected them in some way. Uh, and then they get out of the virtual world and then they both take a shower at the same time on two shower heads. Like, you know, if like in, in high school, when you had to take a shower in the locker room, like you're just in a room with like shower heads. So these two characters, a guy and a girl, are next to each other, completely naked, taking a shower. They're not dating, but there's boobs being shown all over the place. And they're, you know, they're having a conversation about the serial killers that they had to deal with and how the girl shot him in the digital world and how the guy's dealing with his brother being accused of a crime, but Sid Haig did it. And then they get, they get out of there, and then they take another virtual tour. Like, it's almost as if they took a break in the virtual tour to go have a quick shower. Like, what? Why? Why would you do this? It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, the acting in this is atrocious. And 
I can't believe I'm going to say this, and I feel so bad for it, but D. Wallace is so bad in this movie. It is easily the worst acting I've ever seen her do, and I fucking love D. Wallace. See, from what, from what I've seen, she wasn't too bad. It You, you gotta wait till she's, like, explaining how all this shit works. Like, <laughs> oh, I just felt so bad for her, and I'm like, they must have just given her this dialogue, and just like, here, read this, and she's like, this doesn't make any sense, but you're paying me, so fuck it. I thought Kane Hodder um, put on a really hor- like horrible performance from the, the clips I've seen from it. Yep. It, yep, he, he, is, he is bad the entire time <laughs> in this movie. Um, honestly, and this sounds really weird, that one scene you saw with Sid Haig, he was one of the best people in this. <laughs> like, that one, I was like, oh, he is actually not too bad in this. Like, I, you know, I, I like what he's doing with mm-hmm. this. Um, Barbara Crampton's fine, uh, although she has, and I don't know if you noticed this, the shirt she's wearing has a gigantic zipper, and the zipper head is like... I don't know. It's like the size of a mouse. It's just this huge zipper. You know what? Vale commented on that. (laughs) She goes, isn't her zipper a little big? And I just don't. As soon as you you said that, it came to me. (laughs) It's so distracting. I don't know why. Just, I don't know. Bad, bad uh, wardrobe choice, I guess. Um, At one point, they show the room that they were filming in. Because this entire movie, as far as I can tell, is filmed uh, on a green screen. And they put backgrounds up, even when they're like in the prison and a lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of green screen going on in this. So at one point, they show the green screen room. It's just a big green backdrop. And they have a whole bunch of girls standing around. And then, um, I can't remember if it was Dee Wallace or maybe uh, uh, Felissa Rose comes up and tears the girl's shirt open so her boobs are hanging out. And I'm like... What is happening in this fucking movie? Why are they showing us the green screen? Was that an accident? Did they forget to put the background on this shot? Like, why I wouldn't be surprised. Green? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Nothing makes sense. At one point when the breakout happens, Kane Hodder kills some guys and he's carrying two severed heads and he shows up and he's like, hey, everybody, listen to me. And then apparently he's shot. You see a, like a blood spurt blow through his back and then he falls down dead. Another prisoner walks up to him, reaches down to his belly, and pulls his intestines out. And then Kane stands up, unfazed, and uh, tears this guy's face slash jaw off. And I'm like, "What is he? Inv- is he invincible? When did this happen? When is? When are they saying he can't be killed? Like, I don't understand at all. The lighting is the worst of any movie. <laughs> Just the worst. the The characters are walking around pitch black hallways carrying pen lights. And that's how it's lit. You can't see shit. I had to turn every light in the house off so I could see what the fuck is happening. Um, the editing is... Oh, let me see. There was another movie we watched recently that had really bad editing where it was jumping around really quickly and it gave me a headache. Oh, is it the one we to... talked about before? Take so shut up. It was, uh, it was Halloween. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. This is way worse. Like, the, <laughs> the editing is so choppy... And it never stops. It's nauseating. It's like they couldn't, they had to piece together whatever footage they had. Because I assume a lot of it was just ruined and they just did one take. And they're like, okay, we'll just, we'll cut it off here and then go back. Um, I don't know, man. This was just really bad. And then worse. Like, the, So the whole thing is the plot's dumb. The, actually, the effects, um, I'm going to give it, that's the one positive. Um, the effects are good. Good practical effects. Some of this stuff is pretty cool all the cgi stuff is garbage but um the practical stuff is really good they got some awesome makeup 
uh, pretty late in the movie where they find all these bodies and shit. It looks really good. Um, but at the very end of the movie, and we're getting into the spoiler realm here. So basically, they have to keep going down in the prison. I don't know why, because the further down you go, it's underground. Uh, but down at the bottom is where the, the worst of the worst serial killers are. Um, and it's, I think there's five of them. It's Michael Berryman, Bill Bowlesley, um, Vernon Wells, uh, shit, maybe Tiffany Shepis. Somebody's, I forgot who the girl is. Um, and someone else, this one guy I did not recognize at all. I'm not sure who he was, but they go down to seek their help for some reason. Like the good guys go down there and the bad guys go down there too, because Kane Hodder is obsessed with these five people and they're like his gods. Apparently they're all immortal or something, and it's all this lofty dialogue about gods and worship and and good versus evil and the true nature of evil and why evil is needed, and it was the most pretentious fucking bullshit. I couldn't believe it was in this movie. In this shittiest fucking movie I've ever seen with the, like the worst just dialogue and script, they go on and at the very end they add on this pretentious bullshit. I'm like, fuck this movie. I got genuinely angry at the end. I was like, this is garbage. And I and I know I felt I feel bad saying this because I know Gunnar Hansen wrote the story or something. Um oh. But I'm sorry, dude. I know he's he's passed on and he was a horror legend. This movie sucks. I'm I'm not gonna apologize for my feelings on it. I hated this movie. Um, worst movie of the year, <laughs> without a doubt. It's garbage. So, would you say it's worse than the Day of the Dead remake? Yes. Yes, I would. Yeah, I'd say. I'd, and I know. I yeah, I would agree. I would say it's worse than Day of the Dead. I would say it's worse than the newest Hellraiser that came out. Uh, and the last Hellraiser. So oh boy, okay. You know what? I'll say, uh, what was that? So I didn't see the latest one. What the other one was? What Judgment or something? Yeah, the, that one's worse than the newest one. So that's why I yes. went back. But yeah, the newest one is gotcha. terrible. But whatever. But it's still, yeah, I would say this is probably one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. I still got to finish it. But from what I've seen, it was pretty fucking awful. Oh man, I do not. I, I, I feel bad for you, Mike, because it just gets worse. Wait till you get to the end. You're going to be like, you're going to want to punch something. You're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I haven't heard anyone say they like this, even people that were looking forward to it. Um, so I'd actually like to hear somebody that was a little more positive. Did you see they, all the fake uh, reviews on IMDb? If you, if, you, no. if you go on IMDb, like you could tell someone oh, was paid. Um, because there's like th- I'm on there right now. there's three re- ten out of yeah 10. there's three reviews that are <laughs> ten out of the ten best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read this just because I want to know. Honestly, I do not know anyone who hate slash dislike this. This had to be one of the best horror movies I have ever seen in my lifetime. Hopefully, this does not eventually get rated a poor or low rating. I would really hate to see that happen to this. The only thing nowadays people do is pan everything because of their political views, or if not politically, regarding the quality of the film. (laughs) (laughs) I I fully admit I rate movies based on the quality of the film. I completely admit that. That's how I rate my movies. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
That's amazing. I kind of want to read more of these, but um, so we, we had a couple. I, I got a great quote from our buddy George Pastore, um, <laughs> who says, "I'm fairly certain movies don't get much worse than this. It it's embarrassing." If someone never got into horror and decides to give it a try because they see the quote, they see this with the quote, all these legends of horror, they will never watch another horror movie again, and I can't say I would blame them either. Um, so yeah, this is uh, is really garbage. I actually, uh, a friend of mine uh, messaged me um, because they know people that work with this director, what's his name, uh, B. Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this person anonymous, but they gave me a little insight. Uh, this, they didn't work on this movie, um, but they know a lot of people that did. Uh, so apparently uh, they shot this in a decommissioned prison in Pennsylvania and everyone was getting sick and the shoot was a nightmare, apparently. And I think that might be why the, uh, the editing is so off. If, if they did a real low budget shoot, which they probably did because they had to pay all these fucking horror actors and how much money is left to make an actual movie after you do that. Um, so they probably just did one shot takes and you got just, you know, terrible shit always popping up and they had to like make it work. So they just tied it all together. Uh, then they say, you can probably guess from watching it that the actual shoot was a mess and the actors and director is just one big circle jerk. Hire all of my friends deal. Also, he wears Ed Hardy like clothing in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Just a that's just a little jab in there. Um, so, yeah, uh, apparently, uh, and this person recommended I watch the other movies this guy made um, because they thought it would be a funny podcast. <laughs> so Maybe we can make that happen. I don't know. We'll have to see. They, uh, they also offered uh, the, the person that works on the films uh, to come on the podcast and, and give some insight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So maybe that can happen in the future. I kind of like that idea. Uh, I haven't seen anything from this guy, um, Harrison Smith. Let's see. What do we got on here as uh, as his other films? Um, we've got Garlic and Gunpowder, 360 Degrees of Hell. That was a short. ZK Elephant's Graveyard. I've heard of that. Hmm. A- and Camp Dread. Uh, I think I heard of that. Too. Yeah, I think I've heard of that one. Oh, and he's got an upcoming movie called Dawn of the Five Evils. And the five evils, Mike, are the five, uh, what do you call it, characters towards the end of the movie that were down in the basement. Wait, he's making a sequel? Oh, no, it says this is a prequel to Death House. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Oh, God. Oh, no. He must be really proud of this. Wow. Uh, I'm actually looking on here, my IMDb. I did not rate this. I just realized that. (laughs) Let's fix that right now. Rate this. What would you give it? One star. One! I'm giving that star star to the special effects crew. You guys did a great job. Great makeup. Great props. So you guys earned the star. See, I gave Day of the Dead one star. So now, like, since I don't think that's as bad, I might go change that. I (laughs) I can't drop this any lower. I mean, I would give it half a star, but... I think my lowest rated movie I've seen was Jaws, uh, Jaws 5. I gave that like a one because it wasn't an original oh, that, movie no, and it pissed me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, Mike. I'm looking forward to watching Santa Jaws for our Christmas episode this year. Are you now? I'm very excited about it. Are you looking yes. forward to that? 
It's a shark with a Santa hat on his face. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Okay. Well, I got Death House out. Um, Shane, don't worry. I'll be sending you a copy of the film. Oh, please don't. <laughs> you can watch Did it. you buy the, the physical? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I did the Amazon rental. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I didn't I even want to buy the movie. I, I did the rental thing. Which I rarely, rarely do. I do that a lot, actually. I did uh, Purge, uh, the new Purge, first Purge. I rented that the other day. Yeah, well, the reason I usually don't do it is because if you do a little bit of digging, like, you could find a lot of these movies, you know, even, like, used on Blu-ray for the same price as the rental. Oh, yeah. And and since I'm a physical collector, I'm like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go with the buying that. But this, ah, uh, boy. And I also try to buy movies that I've seen. I can't, I don't want to buy this, man. I just don't. Gotta. Boy. Or else you're a huge hypocrite. I am a huge hypocrite. Listen, <laughs> I paid for the rental. I pay I I'm probably the only person that has actually watched this and paid for it. More than likely. Because I used that uh, that one site Amy recommended that justwatch.com or just hit play or something. It tells you uh, where that movie is being streamed or you could like watch it online. And yeah, uh, yeah everything was like four or five bucks. I'm like, do I really want to spend that on this fucking movie? I'm glad I did. Smart move, smart move. All right, boys, any other 2018 film? I mean, we didn't cover, I mean, most stuff, but uh, is there anything that you want to see or... Um, let me see. Or that maybe we just missed? Uh, let's see. There, I'm Googling 2018 horror. Let's see. Halloween came out. We talked about that. We talked about Hereditary. We talked about A Quiet Place. Did either of you see The Nun? No, no, I, it's on my list. Uh, not because I want to see it, but I've already seen the other uh, Conjuring yeah, movies. I'm so. gonna see it too. Suspiria. Let's see uh, the first Purge, which I watched yesterday, and it was okay. I got to watch it again because I was a little sleepy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Annihilation. Uh, I, th- I think I talked about that on a re- recent episode. Yeah, Truth or Dare. I still got to watch the Predator. I heard terrible oh, things, man. but that's got to be better than Dead. I'm like, I'm like. I am so empowered now to be like to watch any movie. Like I made it through Death House. I could fucking do it. Yeah, I feel like all the movies that I gave ones to, like I just said, like they're gonna be up <laughs> to two. Back. Like like <laughs> like Death House is probably the worst I've seen. And I didn't even finish it. Uh Upgrade I still gotta watch. Venom I still have to see. Some are eighty four. Did you see Venom? No, but I've heard bad things. You know what? I've heard worse than bad. I heard that it's mediocre. Yeah, I've heard the same which... thing. Yeah, unfriended. Oh, Mandy, I wanted to watch it. You saw Mandy, right? Yeah, I talked about it a couple episodes ago. It's really good. I'm gonna yeah. buy it for sure because I rented yep. that off of Prime. I think it was really good. Mm-hmm. Cloverfield Paradox came out this year, and that was fucking disappointing. Uh, yeah, that was that was disappointing. That was a mess. Uh, the possession of Hannah Grace. Did you see Slice? Slice. Yeah, that's with uh, Chance Bennett, the Chance the rapper, the dude from Chicago. It's an A twenty four movie. I hear it's like funny more than anything. Hmm. Uh, watch it. Oh, pu- we did Puppet Master on the, on the show. Yeah, too. Puppet Master. We did Day of the Dead. We did Puppet Master. Uh, that's... Oh, I just got this movie on on Blu ray. Uh, Gungeum Haunted Asylum. I don't know if it's good or not. I just I picked it up because it was two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not a good sign. Maybe I'll watch Upgrade tonight. I don't know if that's a horror movie though. I think it's more violent than anything. That's an action movie, isn't it? Like the kid, the guy's got like a, a robot in his head that that tells him how to fight. Well, right? IMDb says it's horror, so. Oh, 
All right. That's my loophole. Well, it's by one of the guys from the Saws. I yeah, Lay uh, Lay Winnell. Yeah, yeah, Winnell. That's what it is. All right. Well, I mean, there's more. If you guys want to let us know if there's any other uh, 2018 movies you want us to cover, I do uh, have. I, I do actually have some um, uh, comments from people from earlier on. Oh yeah, let's let's hear them. Um, I got I got uh, my friend Trev Wood on Facebook actually said Apostle that was one of his favorite movies of this year. There you go. Um, Witch on Instagram says Quiet Place. Patrick Shaw says um, the only correct answer is Mandy. Um, and I th- oh, that was it. Actually, mm-hmm. I thought there was. More, I thought I had more. Um, but yeah, that was about it. Mandy is probably one of my favorites this year. I it's it's really arty, artsy. So like you were saying about the spirit, if you don't like artsy movies, you're gonna fucking hate Mandy because it really doesn't make sense until you like you like look into it and you like pay attention and it's very graphic and very colorful but yeah I I would recommend the shit out of Mandy. I, I loved it. Yeah. And if anyone's got any other uh ideas write them in, you know, send them into us, do it on the uh, Facebook group or on uh, Instagram or whatever. Uh just let us know what you think you if anything from 2018 you want us to talk about we'll see what we can do yeah i mean we still have um, you know a month left so yeah that's why i figure we could do it now if we get if, if people want to squeeze in any others uh is is there a favorite you had shane i know you said you think you liked uh a quiet place is best from 2018 how about you mike any <clears throat> favorite so far oh holy shit uh hmm i would say like i just said mandy the fuck else did i watch this year good lord what can oh hereditary for sure hereditary hold on one second let me re uh 2018 horror yeah hereditary is probably one of my favorite movies this year um definitely not slender man uh mandy i talked about that one last time Let's see, Mandy, uh, Hereditary for sure. I, I fucking I can't recommend that movie enough, but I like those artsy, fartsy uh, horror flicks. Yeah, but that's probably that's probably it. Those are probably my two favorite ones, unless I'm really forgetting something. I'd probably go myself with. Uh, oh, there you go, Shane. Hey. You caught that one. <laughs> I'd probably go with Hereditary myself, although I had such a good time with um, Overlord. It, they're not on the same level at right. all. Hereditary is a much better movie, but Overlord is so much fun. I mean, you know, that that's got to count for something. Oh yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's that's probably what I have for my favorite so far. But yeah, let us know what you guys want, um, and uh, we'll try to make it happen. So, what do you say, boys? Let's wrap this up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right, so we've got, let's see here. You can catch us on our Gmail, allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Uh, the, in, the official Instagram, All You Need Is Blood podcast. Um, and uh, you can be listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, various other places. And um, if you want to catch me, I'm on Twitter, at Ryan Tudelo. On Instagram, All You Need Is Ryan. Is that what my name is? You know what? I can oh, never tag you for Ryan. some reason. I can't tag you either. I have to fully type the name. I can't even, even if I fully type the name and it doesn't, you don't come up. So I right. just, That's like when I do tag, I just tag Shane because he pops up, but I can't tag you. Right. There's a trick. So there's a trick to that. You type in that, type in 
the um, first four letters of the name and then click search and it will come up. That's weird. I know. Huh. I have to do it as well. I have to do it with Ryan. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I wonder if, it, I wonder if it's because I changed my name. Possibly. Yeah, maybe, huh. yeah, maybe something messed up. But sometimes All I can right. only type in the W and Michael come up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, those you can also find me on Facebook. I'm on the Facebook group uh, and on the upcoming horror movies dot com message board. I'm up on there, too. Um, So, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Dead Cell Society 74 and Twitter, Dead Cell Society. You can find me on my personal Instagram at uh, Whittemore. That's my last name with a zero. Instead of an O. And uh, I run the All You Need Is Blood podcast Instagram page. We have 229 followers. And Don Coscarelli just liked our most recent photo. I talked about special edition movies. And he liked it because I have the Arrow Phantasm sphere set. That's like. Does it have part five in it? Yes, it has all of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I've, got an old, I've got an old one. It only goes up to four. It's... Uh, it's obviously a different region than I can play it, but I don't really give a shit because <laughs> it came with that sphere. I'm like, I'm fucking buying it. Um, there you go, Mike. You're making all that money from a new job. You get yourself an all-region player. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I try to post every day, every other day. I didn't post this much last couple days because I've been working a lot. But, yeah, I try to get everybody's thoughts and everything before we do an episode so I can read comments and try to hear what other people think because... I know I'm pretty arrogant and pretentious when it comes to movies and music, so I'd like to hear someone who's a little more open-minded than myself. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, follow if you can, and uh, I don't post nudes on this one. I post nudes on my personal one in case anyone's interested. So, Excellent. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks to all the listeners for actually listening to this bullshit. And yeah, uh, I guess we'll catch everybody next time. But oh, I, I forgot one thing. Did I read this last time where a guy called me out on my sign off? No. Oh, I got a look. Okay, hang on. I'm going to look this up real quick. <laughs> I got an email from a listener and was like, hey. What? <laughs> was it? Hang on one second. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. Shit. Was that not in the email? Ziggy, shut the fuck up. Maybe it was on Instagram. Shit, I'm sorry. I apologize. I forgot who and where you called me out. But somebody sent me a message and said, hey, is your sign-off stolen from Eric the Actor on the Howard Stern Show? And it absolutely is. What? I, <laughs> when I say bye, <laughs> I say bye for now. That's from the Howard Stern Show. One of the uh, whack packers used to always say that. They go, bye for now. And then it, after uh, after he called me out on it, I laughed. And I'm like, the first one to catch it. That's pretty and, awesome. And it immediately caused a string of like four Eric the actor quotes, like in a row of the two of us going back and forth. So that's great. Yeah, that was funny. So yeah, bye for now, everybody. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs>